0: better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work.
1: shopify.com slash work. Good morning, Blue. Good
2: Good morning. Morning, Moxie. Good morning. I already said it. So, question
1: I have for both of you. What nationality are you?
2: Um... American, Jamaican, uh, Jamaican, and then American. In that order. That order. In that order, because America sucks right now.
1: Hi, my name is Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Raising Rebels features courageous conversations with parents and my three girls, Blue, Moxie, and Glory. Today, we are talking about what it means to be an American and how we communicate to our children a sense of pride along with our own feelings of, how should I say this? Um, Just like... I I mean, I don't have words for it, but it's like it's not all anything. It's a it's unclear. And um, yeah, how do we communicate our lack of clarity about a relationship with being American um, and also help our children celebrate who they are and what they where they get to be and what they get to do as Americans. So today I am joined by... um, A dear friend, mother, um, grower, I mean, creative, like a, I don't even, problem solver, kind of like, jack of all trades, Nicole, welcome. Hey. (laughs) I always worry about,
3: I'm going to say your name wrong. Last name, Dupree? Yes. Yes? Yes. Nicole Dupree. Dupree. My my grandma would say Dupree, but but it's Dupree or, yeah. Well, if your grandma says Dupree, I'm happy that that's how
1: I said it, too. (laughs) Um, And I'm also joined by her partner, my friend Juan, who is also pretty magical when it comes to problem solving, um, too. So, welcome, Juan.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank
1: you. Um, I didn't even say your last name because it's escaping me right now. Juan Cabrera? Cabrera. Cabrera.
0: Yeah. I'm, I don't fuck it up. You, like, think that. That. But you can think of murder. Yeah, that's that's the way that yeah.
1: Is is this, this getting to all of what we're going to yeah. talk about right now? Um, <laughs> and how? Yeah, those are one of the things about being American that's really tricky is that you don't have as much access to the diversity of language, even though you're surrounded by this really diverse language. Um, But I'm I'm jumping the gun, I'm jumping the gun. So um, we start by checking in with one word to describe how we're feeling. So
3: Nicole, how are you feeling right now? Um, I think I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. About, like, all the feelings that are popping as (laughs) I, like, hear you talk about it. I know. Um, We're going to get to process
1: together. Juan, how are you feeling?
0: I'm trying to be present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now in Mm -hmm. Chile. Mm -hmm. uh, But I'm trying to be present. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I am feeling, and this doesn't usually happen on the podcast, I must say. Like, I am feeling a little cautious.
0: I know. And I'm not
1: a particularly cautious person, but I am feeling a little cautious. I want to be very, um, I I feel our children in this space. I mean, your child is very close to us, not in the studio, but very close to us. And there's something about, we're talking about something that I think is confusing for Mm -hmm. them because it's confusing for my children. I think it's confusing for them because it's so confusing for me. Um, And I want to be really like, cautious and um, so I'm feeling that way and then I'm also feeling called to be extremely raw like just say the thing um, so tell us a little bit about yourself Nicole
3: Um. well I'm a Chilean woman uh, we came as a family uh, here seven years ago um, I think that experience also brought me closer to motherhood um, because our particular situation. um, I'm a graphic designer um, and yeah, I'm a grower. I'm a a community gardener. I care about my community in general. Um, In the school, uh, friends, my neighbors. um, I try just to make connections with my loved ones, yeah. I know you can feel her whole heart. That's how she walks
1: around spaces. It's just like her whole heart is just there. Um, Juan, tell us a little
0: about yourself. Uh, same. Um, I'm from Chile, we moved about seven years ago to to New York for um, for work, for, for my work. Um, I'm a software engineer. And I think that these seven each years that, that we've been here has been one of the most Intense, but uh, in a good way. I think that we that we grew a lot, and yeah, yeah.
1: intense. I I so I'm like I've been thinking about adjectives that I would use to describe American, <laughs> and intense is one of those words that come up for me. So it's interesting that you used it. Um, so I was thinking or wondering about what's one thing that has changed in you. Um after becoming a parent?
3: Oh. Well, so much.
2: <laughs> just I one, I like, know, because I figured more. we could go on and on.
1: And this is just like intro time. I mean, so one yeah. thing or one way parenting has changed you.
3: For me, I think I understood like who am I and who am I in the world. Um, I think it just ground me. Mm-hmm. There's some way that I was able I'm able to see now things that were like too hard to see, or because you're parenting, it means that you need to get some things clear about yourself and about the world. And I, I can see, oh, like that's why I feel this way. Like maybe because I act this way because my in my childhood I did this or that. Um, yeah, like I, it feels like just takes the blinds and you see it all like all just too close to you and sometimes it's overwhelming but Mm. i feel like that's the main thing that changed for me (laughs) i like yes (laughs) why
0: um i think that uh i grew from from being like overwhelmed to really enjoy being a parent
1: we start every podcast with a recollection and we do recollections in order to, you know, get in touch with our childhood selves and also out of respect for our young people and like bringing them into the room and space. So, I asked you both um to think about a time where you had access to something or lacked access to something because I think a lot of times like you guys um are Chilean and my family is Jamaican and so those are both like we're immigrants to this country and there's a way that why our you know, why you guys came, why my parents came, had a lot to do with access and wanting access to something, whether it's a place or an idea. Um and so it made me think a lot about like those times of having access or a lack of access um, in our childhood. So, Nicole, what story comes to
3: mind for you? I have a clear, like, memory. I have a very good memory of our childhood. <laughs> um, so I went to school, to a, very, a private school, and my dad teached there for 40 years. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, and it was a, a school for wealthy people, and, of course, my parents were not wealthy. I was just there because my dad was a teacher. And I remember by third grade, um, we were supposed to, in English class, and they hook us up with some kids in the UK. And they, um, so we, we were writing our letters in, uh, at school, in the class. And I lived in a neighborhood of, that, of course, was like one hour and a half away from school i didn't live in the wealthy neighborhoods but the streets some streets have the same names so i wrote my my address and i went to give it to my teacher and she's like oh you're wrong this is not the right neighborhood so she just like gives me another envelope writes the writes the address and puts um, the na- the neighborhood that's like las condes, um, and I'm like, okay, so I cannot be myself here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to hide this because then I'm not gonna be part of this. And that from that moment on, like all things escalated like it was like everywhere, everywhere. Um, and I just like I coped with it. But I see it now, like how that experience just keeps showing up and Mm -hmm. how I try not to just project that with my child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Juan, I know it's a lot.
0: Juan? Um, I couldn't really think something about my childhood, uh, but I will say that we were like lower middle class Mm -hmm. and... I always knew that I wasn't going to college because that just wasn't an option. Um, I ended up doing it anyway, but uh, with a lot of effort, I um, I started working full time by the age of 18 and I was paying for my college and my parents, they were helping me with uh, whatever they could. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess that I, I was lucky like enough to be in a position that I can um, find access for for myself. Mm-hmm. But I knew that everything was going to be with a lot of effort mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And I could see that from other people was so smooth. You know? mm-hmm.
1: um, both of your stories resonate with me. And when I was thinking about access or denial access, it was the same thing but is a way that I had access to it and then I was denied access to it. So I grew up in the Bronx and I would say anyone who could you know, you had like two extra dollars you sent your child to like Catholic school, right? Like, so it's not like you had a lot more money, but if you had like a little bit more money, um, and especially if you, had, you come from um, a Caribbean background where that's the culture to pay for education, you send your child to Catholic school or a parochial school, whatever you had access to. So I went to Catholic school from, you know, kin- kindergarten, first grade, right through high school. Um, and over that time, there are moments where my, mom could afford to pay for us to go to school, and then dips in times where that was a bill that couldn't get paid. And when you couldn't pay your tuition, they would not let you come to school. So it could be, you know, October 15th, tuitions due, you don't pay tuition, you gotta, they call you down to the office, they'll send you home, or they let your parent know you can't come to school. So there'd be like stints of time, like a week or so where we would be out of school. And that kind of pattern just continued through my education until, um, so I like, there were times I was denied access. And at those moments, I didn't really, hmm, what did I think about it? I was like, Happy to be home. <laughs> you know i I learned a lot. I, like watched a lot of like morning tell bewitched um, you know, all those kind like those kind of shows that come on in the in the afternoon sitcoms. um, but also, and I wasn't aware. I didn't have like an awareness that there was something up, but I definitely missed things, right? Like so I'm missing. Relationships, I'm missing academic like things that are been given and stuff like that. And after a while, it got like a lot of pressure for my mom. Like she couldn't do it anymore, and she said when we got when I got to high school, I got into a very competitive like a very competitive high school in the Bronx. And when I got into high school, which was really exciting, and she just came to space. She's like, I can't do this. Like I know I can't maintain and keep doing this. And so I asked my dad if he could start paying my tuition. So I'm one of three. So I have an older sister and a younger sister. And my older sister also had gone to Catholic high school and had to leave because she couldn't pay tuition. So she went for two years or a year and then ended up going to public school. And then my little sister, the year I got into high school, also had to leave Catholic school because my mother couldn't afford tuition. And so I, ended up going to Catholic school and finishing private school through high school and both of my siblings were denied access. Um, And so it's a very, um, I feel it very, like it speaks to being American (laughs) in this very um, unique way in that it's something we can't, that access can't be shared by all people and that, You are, as an American, often you're put in a position of like, you can have, but the people you care about, the people you love can be denied. Um, Whether it's like the initial, like as immigrants, the process to come to this country, or even when you're here based on like money, you know, or other things, sometimes it can be race, sometimes it can be complexion, sometimes it can be like talent, it can be so many things, but- Some get to and some don't, Um, which is really hard, Um, really, 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 really hard. And so I'm really I really was excited to talk to both of you about this particular topic um, because I know that the way that you've had to fight to get access to this consistency of america um the united states of america so um i want to start by just like hearing a little bit more about your story and why how are you here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um and there's a lot going on in chile right now and so at this particular time thinking about being here versus being what i believe is home to you um i imagine there's so much in all of that so when you first, I guess I'll start with, <laughs> well, how'd you come? Like, why mm-hmm. and how are you here? And then we can talk about, mm. like, now. I think you can start
0: with oh, it. A... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I will... Did you get
3: dragged, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> Screaming? I mean, okay. If I had to choose a country, mm-hmm. I... The United States, what's not... Yeah. Like, forever, it's like, nope. Okay. Like, But... Then it was like, but who can you say why? It's just like I'm a socialist, I believe that this country has fucked up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, We we just were reading
0: that Nixon supported Mm -hmm. the coup in Chile in the Mm -hmm. '73, so yeah, that's an example. And
1: yeah, okay, Juan, you will start with you. Go ahead, tell Uh, us.
0: I guess, I'm on my experience, that have implications on my family, mm-hmm. Nicole and Amanda, um, the immigration system here is uh, quite broken. Okay. I will say it's really hard to have a good visa. And I will say a good visa meaning that when I when we moved here, I started with a work visa, mm-hmm. meaning that I could work. I could pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nicole and Amanda, they couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. so so Nicole didn't have a work permit, meaning that I could work, but that but Nicole couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Nicole just could breathe American air, mm-hmm. I would say. <laughs> uh, so and to get access to a better visa, meaning that um, Nicole could work, that we that we don't have to worry about visas for a long period of time because our work visa at the beginning was only for one year, mm-hmm. right? So every year we have to go through this process about paying lawyers, getting getting the work visa again, getting out of the States in order to get the visa. And then this, there was always this moment that we said like, what if they reject our visa? Mm-hmm. Um, after a few years, I know, maybe after like the third year, we were like, oh, we kind have our lives here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, moment that that feeling that we have to feel every year was not cool um that's
1: one so, so you I it want was to not, you it. know it was not cool like no it no, sucks no. it fucked no. it, yeah. it
0: sucks
3: Giving it together
0: and I and, I, I, I and just to follow with uh like with the access <laughs> thing i still remember like um i mean i'm not gonna mention names or anything no. but uh, one of the jobs <laughs> One of the companies that I that I work here, right? I, huh. I worked with them for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, more than four years, even five. And so I remember asking them, like, "Hey, can we get a green card? Because uh, here you can only get a green card for work or for uh, mm-hmm. family base. Like mm-hmm. if you get married to an American mm-hmm. citizen." Mm-hmm. And I remember the meeting been awkward uh was the president of the company which which is my friend he he's he's still my friend but was the cfo and i didn't get a yes i didn't get a no i just got a like awkward reaction Mm -hmm. and i was like that sucks Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. because i've been here for a bit like five years. And it's
1: nothing to them. Like it's six, it's in comparison f- to what you have to do every year to come. It's not, I don't like, even if it's nothing to them. Um, and but, that
0: they didn't realize about the implication that that had on us that it's not just me, it's a family, it's Nicole that left mm-hmm. a good career in mm-hmm. Chile to uh, come with me. You uh,
3: really? <laughs> I didn't know what we were getting into. <laughs> if you had asked, like, with the knowledge that I have, like, at that point in life, if you told me, like, that I, mm-hmm. like, seven years later, I would get my permit yeah, or yeah. all those things, like, yeah, no, yeah, no fucking way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't regret, it, but I remember the decisions. Yeah. Like, we're okay. Our baby is a baby. Yeah. There's nothing that like. It's, it's now or never. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's try it. Yeah. And then the worst case of scenario, we, we come back. That yeah, was yeah. my thinking. Yeah. But then we were here. It's like all this effort for one. No, no, I'm mm-hmm. not going back yet. I'm not giving up yet. I'm not giving up yet. Yeah.
1: Did you come for like access, work, opportunity? Like what made you come?
0: I think that um, when Amanda was born, we were 26. So we were, I guess, like young enough to, I guess, like for a while, we were planning to live outside of Chile. Mm-hmm. Like either you you could get a master's degree and then I started looking for work. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we could try. Amanda is a baby. We could. Mm-hmm. Um, what can be so, it's so difficult? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: You're naive. Okay? Yeah. I think also you, you've been always like, you cannot you always want more you like you, if you stopped learning you just you can't deal with that yeah. so I think at I remember at one point I was very pregnant and Juan was like I can't deal with this I'm gonna start looking like jobs outside Chile mm-hmm. it's it, there's a way that the the system there is built mm-hmm. to just, sucked everything out of you and not letting you be creative. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why Mm we're like the country's how it is right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I can work from anywhere. We'll manage. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll follow you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You
1: raised um, something that I, I think is so interesting about how we view like are so when you're in America, like you're like you're here, I imagine you feel very Chilean. Yes. Right? And so <laughs> when I'm here in America, I feel very Jamaican. And I'm I'm first generation, like I was born here. Um, but culturally and like I feel very Jamaican and I feel an intense pride around that identity. And I will like a couple of years ago not how long ago? A while ago my husband too was feeling um, like he needed to grow and change. (laughs) Um, And we considered going to Jamaica and like building and like trying to develop something in that space. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be like, let's try it out for a while. And like, this will be, I'm an educator, so I could take, took time. And so we were there for about three months or something. And very soon I was like, oh, I can't raise my children here. I was like, (laughs) I can't raise my three girl children, one who identifies as queer. um, I can't raise them here. Like there is no space. Like I couldn't even go pump gas. Like there was no, like the misogyny was so dense um, that it was stifling. But when I think about Jamaica, I still am filled with lots of pride even though that is very Jamaican, like that is part of that culture. But when I think about America, I associate, I it's hard for me to have that kind of like, I'll take all of it. I, the things that are negative just seem so much louder to me. And I, oh, I just keep asking myself around that, like, how come I don't see it complex? Like, why can't I live with the complexities of what is American or what it is to be American. Um, So, I mean, my question for you is what are the complex aspects of your Chilean identity? And I mean, what's going on right now in Chile, which, um, I mean, I want to hear all about it, you know, like (laughs) from your perspective Mm -hmm. and what you want us Mm -hmm. to know.
3: I think something that it's it's very clear to me is that because what you were saying about, you know, being there three months and just know that you can't live there mm-hmm. or it's it, it happens to us. Like we imagine, like we, I think, especially me, like I romanticize the idea of going back mm-hmm. and create something. And but we're there and I see that there's no space for my child to grow there. Mm-hmm. There's no school that would fit <laughs> them mm-hmm. there's like a, a whole society that would not would that would reject who they are mm-hmm. um and here it's not easy to but mm-hmm. and there's a way that I felt immigrating splits you mm. and tell us more <laughs> it's like a way that you're both but caring both it's confusing to people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so depending on who you are with you you start like you need to shift there's mm-hmm. a way that i think people can't hold you as a whole you know mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like family like mm-hmm. when i'm there and i get like some they ask for for point of views because they thing that I can I see it from outside but mm-hmm. then they reject that because it's like you're you so no, American you're, not you're, you're so American and I was like what, what do you fuck? say what how does it feel <laughs> when your family like, says you so American I'm, I'm like you're such a misogynist <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. infuriating and I'm like and then Yeah, then Mm -hmm. you need distance from your family and Mm -hmm. distance. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy feeling Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. time.
0: Yeah. I will say, I um, always say that when you leave your home country for um, a few years, you have two homes, which is really difficult Mm -hmm. to think, because like when you ask me, like, what's your home? I'll say I have two, two homes. Mm -hmm. I don't have one. Right. I I can't pick one. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh. And I will say that the good thing about that is that you can pick uh the good of each one. And I That's wanna... so
1: interesting what yeah. you just said. Cause I, I do feel like it's it's a gift that we get to have as yeah, immigrants. Exactly.
0: That that's the way I see yeah. it. Yeah. Um thank you for saying that like i was like oh privilege (laughs)
1: i never like it's not like i'm actively trying to like find it and engage with the places i have privilege yes
0: um but i also i think it's in order to see things that way um it's really important to have your um community or like even your bubble, if you if you like to say
1: so i guess i have like a question for you guys. Like, when do you feel the most American?
0: Oh. I mean, technically, we're Americans because Chile is part of America, too. <laughs> thank, you, but, thank you, thank you, yes. thank you, um, thank you. Thank uh, you. American, well, like, like, it's, it's these, really like United States of America. Americans. It's really interesting that you asked mm-hmm. that because I don't really feel attached, like, to this country. I feel that I'm um, Chilean. i mm-hmm. uh, experiencing life outside of chile mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we will go back to chile we might go back to chile mm-hmm. but i yeah doesn't i i never thought about that
1: i uh, wow. that's what we that's what we think think about it because i uh,
3: nicole what about you um i think there's a way of that i adopted mm-hmm. of like that I think our people don't have don't have that like this way to be very polite. Mm-hmm. Very polite, <laughs> very polite. Um, I remember once uh, mm-hmm. my my a friend of mine was lived here for a couple of years. He left. He couldn't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying like he was saying to me, stop apologizing. Mm-hmm. You go in the street. You barely touch mm-hmm. a bit. Stop apologizing. Stop like. Just be who you are. Like, there's a way that we need to pretend to be very, you know, mm-hmm. we, we got it. Like, mm-hmm, we're, mm-hmm. we're here and we see everybody and we, like, there's mm-hmm. no space for being vulnerable mm-hmm. or, like. Or big, the, even. Or big, yeah. Either, either oh, no, way no. of it. You can't be no. big or
1: you can't be small. Like, you got to just be. Yeah.
3: Really interesting Yeah It's it's a very fine <laughs> Balance Of how How to be mm-hmm. Like um, You can Because if not You can freak out people or, mm-hmm. or then I don't know Yeah Yeah
1: Okay We're heading
2: to Jamaica soon Like we do Every year I'm excited Where do you feel Most Jamaican When I'm at the beach In Jamaica It's so nice In the beaches and I don't know it's it's a beach um is that when you feel most Jamaican yes that is when I feel most Jamaican or when I'm like ratting out um I had this friend named Pearl and whenever she would get those mangoes that I thought were like super generic and I was just like that is not the true mango I used to yell at her about it <laughs> that made me feel pretty Jamaican. It's like you are eating the wrong mango. When do you feel most American? Uh, I don't want to be American. I don't know. Um, when do I feel most American? All Probably right. taking the subway. Glory. Glory.
1: Can you please give me one of your Jamaican accents?
2: No. Please? No.
1: Who has the best Jamaican accent?
3: Grandpa.
2: Grandpa, really?
3: He talks to bacon every day. Hold
1: up. What was that? Are there ways in which or times when you see your child and say, oh, that is American? Because <laughs> you both grew up in Chile, mm-hmm. um, but your child did mm-hmm. not. It's like having a very American mm-hmm. upbringing and experience.
3: Yeah. Um, That's very hard to and so, remember. <laughs> so to do me. you see that? Especially when we go to Chile. Like, Mm -hmm. when I see them interact with uh, their cousins and their friends, um, the way that Amanda solves things is Mm -hmm. very verbal. Mm -hmm, It's very, mm -hmm, like... mm -hmm. Communicates how they're feeling and mm-hmm. how that what, like, what the other kid was doing was not cool. Mm-hmm. You're not making me feel like this, like, mm-hmm. all verbal mm-hmm. and like very. What are her cousins <laughs> doing when she's doing that? They are, what are they oh, doing? Are they like, like <laughs> I want to just
1: slap you?
2: Like, what are they doing? That's, it's yeah, they it's want, like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: You know, when my girls, I always say, like, they think of themselves, you ask them, like, What's your, how do you identify? They're like, I'm Jamaican. And, you know, they were not born there. Um, their dad was born there. I was born here. It's definitely their culture. They go there every year to visit. But I'm very clear that they are not living the lives of a Jamaican child. Like the things they get to do and how they get to be in the world is not the lived experience at, of the majority of children growing up in Jamaica. And that's just, that's just the truth. And when I see them being very free and very like similar to what you just described with Amanda like very articulate about their feelings having very clear boundaries with other people having expectations of how they should be treated in the world being like that's all very fucking American Mm -hmm. and all things that I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, I love (laughs) that when you're like, you can like be in Japan and be like, yeah, I like these dumplings and Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it. You know, like, (laughs) no one has to tell you it's okay to, you know, slop up your soup. You're like, yeah, that's what I'm doing because that's what I want to (laughs) do. And those things, like, I don't, yes, I want to take credit for, you know, the parts of it that um, I encourage, but I know very well, like, I, it can't just happen at home. You know what I mean? Like that could not just be their experience in the home with me and think they would live that everywhere. They happen to live in spaces and like the schools I choose and like how they get to walk in their neighborhood all reinforces this level of freedom. I think what's hard about it is like now they're at spaces where that freedom is also being hit by oppression because of how they identify in the world, which is the complexity of this American identity and experience, um, so I yes. can add
3: something to that. Please. I feel like in Chile, what we um, there is like a very high like uh, young people oppression. Mm-hmm. There is like a way that they see it in the kids' table. They don't like interrupt grown-up conversations. They they don't think they they just play outside Mm -hmm, like they don't mm -hmm. like they don't contradict parents they like they stay in line Mm -hmm. and do what they are told to do Mm -hmm. um and when yeah when even when my I love my sister like with all my heart Mm -hmm. but and I I look like at, at her parenting and I love like so many things but in a way she's like it's your fault because you're letting like it's too much freedom too mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. it's like she should not like Amanda mm-hmm. is she mm-hmm. because nobody in my family would treat Amanda's day mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm, uh, that's mm-hmm. one main thing yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah they mm-hmm. cannot be they mm-hmm. they don't take make decisions they, mm-hmm. it's like and I am like they do hey. as they're told yeah they yeah is, they
1: do as they're told
3: yes um mm-hmm. and I don't know how. How do you – we can go there and Mm -hmm, fight mm -hmm, for it, mm -hmm. but – So
1: you mentioned the idea that Amanda is gender non-conforming and identifies as they, and at home in Chile, that is just not allowed. Like, that's just not something that they are embracing or have the tools to give full, like, space to. And so how did, like – how come you guys were okay with it? Like, how did you –
3: make space for that Mm -hmm. um and yeah what does that look like it's like a combination of things we strategize Mm -hmm. like when every time that we go visit or the family comes visit we strategize about it you normally send an email (laughs) (laughs) so american one so american all of your
1: American is showing. I love how every time I say it, you credit it to something else. You're like, no, it's because I'm an engineer. Um,
0: um, okay. That's the way we think. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I will say, like, I mean, Amanda shaved half of uh, their head when when they were three years old, right? Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I mean, we, Amanda's been asking for that for, I don't know, they asked for like a year. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, maybe. I mean, Maybe it's gonna pass, and it didn't. But no, then didn't. we were like, "Okay, if you mm. really want want it, mm-hmm. because it's been a year that that you've been asking, uh, we we could do it." But we explained that how how is it gonna be, mm-hmm. right? We were mm-hmm. like. Oh, mm-hmm. but you know that it's gonna take a lot of time to grow back mm-hmm. all the half the half of your if hair. If you don't right? like it, mm-hmm. so I guess it's the same that mm-hmm. when she when she brings a point when when she brings a when they bring a, like an emotion or that a, a way that they're feeling or when they want to do something, um, we talk about it. I guess the big difference from like how we were raised in Chile mm-hmm. is that there was a no because mm-hmm. we were supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. With Amanda is okay. You have a point of view. We have this point of view. We we can discuss, mm-hmm. and then trying to reach um, outcome, right? And
1: why do you think that's true for you? Uh, like, did you like? I guess what I'm gonna I'm gonna go real heady because as I hear you speak, and what often happens when I build community with people in this America that have come from many different places, who they are as people are very similar in their ability to differ from all of their conditioning. And sometimes is how they ended up in the America in the first place. like I talked to both my parents and I'm like, wait, how because what they had to do, like, as fucked up as your experience is, we know that there are people who have had, much more, you know, yes. like harder okay. um, struggles to get here. And they like did that shit. Like, like no, we like, and I'm always like, well, how? there's something about you, right? Like you were the first of your siblings and you sent for all of them to come or you took this job and looked for it and pursued it. So I just wonder around like, what do you think is in you that, allowed for you to be different in that way than your conditioning.
0: Um.
1: And is that Ameri- is that the American in you? <laughs> Sorry, that is not about like the government America or the oppression. Like I always say, like I've been taught, like reading a lot from amazing um, black American writers and c- creatives and they're like re, I don't know if it's re, I say re, but maybe this is always how they felt. Um, this American identity is one that they are like taking ownership of from the the lens of we are survivors. We are people who persevere, you know, like, because that's who they are. But that's not something I associate, you know, mm-hmm. like I am learning to integrate that understanding of what it is to be American. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I went all the yeah. place. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, what is it about you that allowed for you to be different?
3: It's definitely a way that we – being clear that we want to build something that it's true to ourselves and not to what we inherit, mm-hmm, like the trauma mm-hmm, from our parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And my, our own trauma, like, because mm-hmm. it's there's so much that we grew up seeing and feeling. And then we have an opportunity to just look at that and see, like, this is not how... I want my child to feel Mm -hmm. and be in the world. And it's hard every day because I know that my experience as an immigrant is not the same experience for Amanda. Mm -hmm. Um, They are Mm -hmm. living a completely different experience. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it, you know, it merges. But um, that, in a way... Yeah, it's like maybe that the American dream, you can Mm -hmm. just be a new person Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I really agree with that (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the way that I guess we were raised in this way that we got a lot of no's, Mm -hmm. like uh, maybe we we had a really good point of view about something, but we just got a no, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like too often that we both were in a position that like, Oh mm-hmm. man, um, I really don't want this for my kids.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're also both the youngest siblings like the youngest of our families, mm-hmm. and the ones that are like not, like I don't know. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> so many things you guys have in common with America, like being this
1: young country, mm-hmm. um, being like, you know, one of my favorite Americans, Sandra Rhymes has a book called The Year of Yes. And when I heard you say that of, like, trying to find a space where yes can be the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to, like, hold that. Like, I, like, I, this guy, first of all, I'm so, thank you both so much for joining <laughs> us and for being here. You are amazing. And you're really giving me a way or a space to think more about what it means. Like, because I do think something that I am grateful for in being um, American and being in this American experience is like getting to know, deeply know, um, people like you. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening. We wish you the best of luck along your parenting journey and know that I have your back. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound.
2: Planning
0: for your next trip?